This is our Vault Radio Podcast. Hello, this is the Radio Apprentice. Let's look into the faith of Nigerians in Sudan. Don't forget that. There have been recent crisis in Sudan, although it's been there before, but it's become something quite similar to what's happening in Ukraine. And so there's been a great need for other nationals to exit the country and run to safety. While every other country are doing everything they can to evacuate their citizens, whatever it is they can do, Nigeria has tried also to evacuate her own citizens. Maybe not to an impressive start. And so other Nigerians at home have actually expressed worries and disappointment towards the government for failing to act fast while other governments were doing everything they could to uh, help their citizens get to safety. In the wake of all of this, we saw a headline earlier saying 7,000 people, including Nigerians, stranded at the Egyptian border. Now, this was on the April 28, 2023. When this headline came out, Nigerians were bothered as to why you need to include Nigerians in a headline that is being spilled in Nigeria. So everyone now assumes that 7,000 people are actually Nigerians, but the media within the country is trying so hard to manage the news just so that it's not looking quite embarrassing to the government. We're going to take a brief study by reading a few paragraphs from this particular article that is being highlighted with a headline like that. So um, this is according to Chairman, CEO of Nigerians in Diaspora. Long story short, she said that um, over 7,000 nationals, including Nigerians, are not being allowed to cross the border into Egypt since the arrival late yesterday evening. She added that the Nigerian mission in Egypt has been working tirelessly on this as the Egyptian authorities are insisting on visas by fellow Africans to transit back to their countries. Now, this particular sentence been highlighted here as a statement accredited to Honorable Abike has actually raised certain concerns amongst Nigerians. And they believe that um, it's quite political that other African countries would ignore citizens from the so-called giant of Africa and start scrutinizing them at the border where they're trying to run to safety. Which is to say that the once giant of Africa has actually lost her crown and so and the politicians are not doing enough to help her retrieve her crown in the center of the continent. You can probably put up some, some level of research 
to confirm the claims of the public. Meanwhile, while all these were going on, um, we heard that over $1.2 million was approved by the federal government to help evacuate Nigerians in Sudan. So we went from aircraft to buses because they said buses are the only options, is the only option available to leave the crisis-rated country. In the wake of all of this, Honorable Bike had her own side of the story. She had to tell her own side of the story. Let's find out what she said. Please come as an HSC. We don't know anything about funding. But I, like I told you, even the Ukraine crisis, some funds were released, but not a couple came to the diaspora commission. So, and, you know, we did a whole lot of work. But I can't talk about funding because we don't get funded for all this that we do. We just do our job. So you really have to ask the Ministry of Humanitarian Affairs and NEMA and issues uh, about funding. All I know is that the buses must prepare those students back. Right now, they are saying that if you don't pay us cash, we're not leaving. So that's a problem. So, 13 buses have departed. They should be arriving in a few some hours. But evening, they should be there. MPs should be leaving today to be able to bring them back tomorrow. But, what about what? 13 buses have gone like 60. That's about 1,500 already left. Honorable claims that this money. Uh, they claim that the federal government have approved to evacuate Nigerian citizens in Sudan. That her commission have not actually received anything. As a matter of fact, that her commission never gets funding. She cited the Ukraine war and said the same thing happened. But yes, in the wake of a counterattack, some people have come up to defend this $1.2 million expenditure on buses to move Nigerians to safety. Now, let's actually listen to this. $30,000 per bus. $30,000 per bus times 40 buses. Can somebody, any good mathematician amongst you? That is not million. That is where your 1.2 million comes into. We now mobilize the first tranche approved by federal government out of this, which is $400,000, and transferred it. If you take out $400,000, what does it come to? No, one third. Yes. Of the total. Once they gave us thirteen buses, thirteen buses times thirty thousand dollars is how much? Three hundred and ninety. Thirty. Can somebody calculate for me? Three hundred and ninety. They stopped giving us. You remember I told you they gave us thirteen thousand. They're supposed to give us 13 point something buses. They kept the 10,000. When you are traveling in Sudan, you don't enter a bus and start going. 
you must load it with water and biscuits. Yes. Believe me, I just became an expert on Sudan overnight. Because every day we discuss with them. And they told us our money is finished, bring another money. Now, this is the voice of Nasser Asani, the Permanent Secretary of the Humanitarian Affairs Ministry, and I don't know what to make of this. So, we don't know the story well, but we're only coining a version from what the news outlets in the country makes available. Because from his explanation, he explained that $13,000 was paid per boss, and that 40 buses were procured for the proper evacuation of Nigerian citizens stranded in Sudan. He also explained that the delays experienced by Nigerians and Egyptian bothers delay on payment caused by the Central Bank of Nigeria and the request for visa payments by the Egyptian government. According to him, the owners of the buses demanded complete payment, noting that the sending money to Sudan cannot be done directly but through middlemen. He quickly added that the Department of State Services, DSS, and the Nigerian Financial Intelligence have been carried along in the payment process. Maybe during the next episode, we're going to find out what is really happening in Sudan. But for now, we're waiting to hear more about the safety of Nigerians stranded in Sudan. This is not, a, this is not quite a satisfying news, not the kind of news you want to hear. And not the type that elevates the country from where it is already from your imagination of the country. Boy. Another question would be, how good are the universities in Sudan compared to the universities in Nigeria? What are we missing out here? And what is it they have over there that we don't have here? And what will it cost Nigeria to get everything that Sudan has in the university system. Because if we are bothered about Nigerian students in Sudan, what is it about Sudan that students from Nigeria needs to go there to study? Doesn't matter what the course is, doesn't matter what you're studying, what will it take? Now that's a whole lot of question seeking answers desperately. This is the Radio Apprentice. You're listening to Orville Radio Live Podcast. Stay tuned. I'll be right back. This is Orville Radio Podcast. 